Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bachelor Pod. I go by the name of Shelby, and I will not sit here and dwell on ceremony. Uh, I'm starting this episode. I'm calling it a history mess, a history lesson for Black feminists, because the words that I'm hearing out of the mouth of Black feminists or Black women or just feminists as a whole nowadays is just amazing. Amazes me. The misandry is radical, to, to say the least. And if you do not know what misandry is, it's the hate of men, the distaste for men, the aggression from women to men. So as a Haitian American myself, I have to basically remind some people about the, a little history lesson, because it seems like they tend to not understand what took place. And they're so they were so bamboozled. Maybe that's why they're so angry, because someone lied to them, women, Caucasian women, white women, lied to black women due to the fact of telling them that, hey, everything in the world is men's problem and you should be mad at men because it's our fault. And I find that very interesting because when the transatlantic slavery began in 1526, white women were not blaming men then. They were living comfortably under the patriarchy. They had no problem. And for me, my history, I understand that slavery really took a tilt when the powers of kings dwindled. It first started with the American Revolution in 1765. And then the French Revolution really established itself in regards to the rights of man in 1789, which ended in 1799. So in 1799, the rights of men was established as legal doctrine and law that all men are equal in the eyes of God. We are no longer live by the rules and the authority of the king, which was bestowed to the kings by the church. So when I hear that for thousands of years, everything that's happened is man's fault, I'm sitting here as descendants of slaves, descendant of people who practice a different spiritual path, not Christianity. And yet I have to carry the burden of what Christian men did for the last, what, 1,800 years? I can say 1,800, but if you're living in America, you're going to say 8,865 years. So let's start with the history lesson. The transatlantic slavery started in 1526. My people, the Haitian people, declared themselves independent in 1804. So that's 278 years, 278 years of slavery where both men and women and children were bounded by shackles. And trust me, if you guys think slavery in America was hard, you should look into what was going on in the colonies of Saint-Domingue what was going on in South America. Because it seems like whenever a revolution is, is done and over with, give it a few years, give or take, women tend to basically turn at men. Oh, men, men are disposable. Well, we understand we're disposable to nature. This is why we basically seek glory, because we want people to remember our names. Men did not, men never, never felt success from having children and raising a family. No, it was always the pursuit of glory. It was always women who wanted to pursue having children, raising a family, and through the influences of her children, she would control. No different from Alexander the Great, no different from many of the monarchs that came afterwards. So now I'm looking at the situation here. I'm like, okay, 1804, the first sovereign black people in the United States or in the Americas declared it in 1804. We declared a law that stated Everyone is equal in the eyes of God. Everybody should have equal opportunity. And 
just to even re remove the aspect of racism, the first emperor of Haiti, Jean-Jacques de Salines, declared that starting today, January 1st, 1804, if you are Haitian, doesn't matter if you're black, doesn't matter if you're a mulatto, doesn't matter if you're white. Because something that people tend to forget that we've had we had Polish legions fighting side by sides. I mean, it's hard to say it, but Le Negre, there's only one word to describe black in French. We've had the Polish legions literally jump ship from Napoleon and say, you know what, we're going to fight with your cause because your cause is noble. And at the time, Poland did not exist. And that's another history lesson to itself, which I will get into in, some, in another episode. So we basically united pretty much different groups of people, different races for the same cause. And that's why it was declared that starting today, if you're, you, can, you call yourself Haitian, you're legally, by the laws of Jean-Jacques de Salines, you're black. Doesn't matter if you're a white man. If you are a Haitian white man, you're black. So now I'm hearing all this conversation that, oh, everything is man's fault. Everything is man's fault, especially, especially in the United States, which I find very, very amusing because slavery ended in the United States in 1865. And when slavery ended, it did not end because Abe Lincoln had a noble cause. It may had its aspects of nobility, but truth be told, it was purely economical. When men in the North or the Union, every man had to work equally. Men in the South got to sit around in the plantation. Their wives got to sit on the porch and the slaves did all the work. So in 1865, slavery is abolished, even though it was not abolished completely everywhere. This is where the idea of June has come from. And even then, OK, black people are free, but we did not have equal civil rights. I mean, think about it. For a group of people that they called pigs, like that's what they called the, the Haitian slave pigs, because they called them pigs because you could buy a slave for the same price you can buy a pig. So I had a black woman tell me to my face that all the problems in the world is men's problems and misandry is well-deserved. I'm kind of bamboozled because we didn't get equal rights until 1960. And all of that started why? Because black men and black women put their heads together in unison to start a movement. Everyone knows about Rosa Parks. Everybody knows about Martin Luther King. But nobody basically points the finger at the first being that literally lit the fire for the civil rights movement. And you want to know what his name was? Emmett Till, a young man who a Caucasian woman, white woman, lied and said, oh, he was whistling at him. And guess what? The patriarchal system that was protecting and defending white women and white children murdered the boy, brutally murdered him. And then you tell me a movement that started by this, 50 years later, 50 years later, from 1960 to 2010, we've had women started basically bashing, not just white men, but all men. But I guess they are afraid of saying, oh, all the world's problem is white man's problem because they don't want to sound like one of those Hebrew Israelites that run around saying that, you know, white men is the devil. <laughs> I, I get it. They're, 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 the devil or Shatan, it means the oppressor. And who was oppressing black people? We get it, white people. But we got to move on from certain things to be able to evolve. So we get to nowadays where women are saying, oh, men are disposable. Men are not worth it. And all the world's problem is man's problem. Doesn't matter if you're black. Doesn't matter if you're white. You have to carry the burden of responsibility. And what sense does that make? Not even from... Like, let's do the math. From 1526 to 1804, that's 278 years. 
From 1804 to 1865, that's another 61 years. From 1865 to 1960 is another 95 years. And from 1960 to 2010 is another 50 years. Well, now we're 60 years in or 62 years in. And it seems like it only took six generations. Well, realistically speaking, it only took three generations for them to have the black women become the, actually, let's be honest. The feminist movement started, the first wave feminism started in 1960. And get it, we get it. Democracy's principle was everyone is equal in the eyes of God. That means everybody should have equal rights in the eyes of God. So if a man can buy property, a woman should be able to buy property. If a man can vote, a woman should be allowed to vote. If a man get paid, let's say, I'll use a number, $10 an hour, a woman should be allowed to work that same job and get paid $10 an hour. Democracy, yes, I believe in it. First wave feminism is a noble cause, a noble one, because it reinforced the principles of democracy. I believe in it. I used to say myself in high school, back in high school, I'm a feminist. I do believe women should have equal rights, equal pay, and et cetera. They should not be, uh, let's say, minimized because they're women, because women have their qualities that they benefit in, and men have qualities that benefit society. So each, per each sex plays their roles. So now when we come into the modern day feminism, the, which they call the third wave feminism, uh, you, the second wave was really the sexual liberation and all of that. Like we have the right to screw around like men do, which came with the backlash of its own psychological traumas. That's a whole different episode to itself. So I just want to stick to the historical aspect. So you're blaming men who 62 years now in the United States had had civil rights and every problem that's ever occurred, you put it on the black of minority men. Because what's crazy is white women who are somewhat educated, somewhat a little bit more advanced uh, intellectually due to the fact that they had access to better education, better books, etc. They literally bamboozled you, minority women, black women, Asian women, Hispanic women. They bamboozled you. They got to live the luxury life. They got to live the luxury life. They what, what made feminism so angry was due, due to the fact that, okay, we used to basically get to sit around and look pretty and not do a damn thing and live a great life, raise, have someone else raise our children, and it, it was great. But once they lost that, give or take less than, what, 200 years, they started feeling the burn. They started realizing, okay, we freed the slaves, not even 150 years, we freed the slaves, Everybody has to work now. Now I have to work. And I think I don't think women enjoy the burden of working, honestly. I mean, they might love the aspect of being independent, not being dependent on anything or anyone. But let's be honest. Everyone is dependent in the United States. Everyone is dependent in whatever country you live in. You're dependent on the laws of your federal government. You're dependent on the laws of your state. You're dependent on the laws of your county. You're dependent on the laws of your municipal. So when I'm hearing women saying, oh, feminism, equal rights, equal pay, equal this, equal that, I'm here mind blown, mind blown. And then I have black women telling me, oh, yeah, everything is man's fault. Like we didn't get rights the same time you did. The only thing that happened was white women came around, gave you the hoopty whoopty. You fell for it. You became the spearhead of the movement now. And what ended up happening? They pedaled back. They hit you with a whole lap around the world and... And as the modern era started taking place, black women started saying, oh, when black man gets successful, he gets him a white woman. No, a white woman gives him access and he takes the opportunity. 
Whereas women had that energy. I've seen a, a video on CBS a documentary from 1984 where women were openly saying, okay, I have children, but I don't want to be with my baby daddy. Why is this mindset so prevalent in our community? Because you, you guys already got brainwashed. And because black women are the spearhead of feminism, they literally dragged every woman to basically be part of that movement. Because if black woman is the embodiment of a strong woman, then of course we're going to have her as, as the spearhead. But we're going to have her as a spearhead of a movement that is completely delusional. Because show me any law in the world that is that calls itself a democracy after the end of monarchies, which men were the ones beheading the head of, heads of kings. It wasn't women. To the point, one of the main figures of the French Revolution, Jean-Paul Marat, was assassinated by a woman because she wanted the monarchy to stay in power. And now women are going to tell me, oh, women have been oppressed. When England had had queens, Spain had queens governing, uh, uh, Queen Isabella. King Ferdinand was, was a king of his own kingdom. Isabella was a king queen of her own kingdom. They came together through marriage to basically take back Al, well, España, which at that time was Al-Andalus. And this is part of black history. This is from 1711 to 1492. So when I have black women standing in my face telling me, oh, man is the problem, and you have black daughters raising them with that same mindset, no wonder most black women nowadays feel like, oh, yeah, showing most of your body online, promoting the idea that lust is virtue, whereas the true vir lust is a vice. The true virtue is chastity humbleness so that has completely been pushed out completely due to what second wave feminism with the sexual liberation telling black women yeah screw around all you want do what you want and yeah we're just going to be a little bit more reserves ourselves so you literally have them be the crash chest dummy to see if it's going to work or not and you just run with it to the point where now when you have influential black women in the world you have the cardi b's the megan the stallions but truth be told I blame this on what the Kim Kardashian phase. She was the first woman to come out and show like women, hey, you can be fake, you can be plastic and still make a lot of money. But what people forget about Kim Kardashian, her dad was OJ's lawyer. Her mom was already a successful entrepreneur. She already had connections all throughout the state of California. So a sex tape come out of her, best believe she's going to flip the script. Best believe she's going to flip the script. And then you have all these young women nowadays who want to basically be the next Kim K, doing the most, having an OnlyFans account. And you're looking at, you're, I'm sitting here looking at, I'm like, where is the virtue? I mean, don't get me wrong. I One of my two biggest vices is wrath and lust. I'm aware of it, but I'm not greedy. I don't do, I don't date women because, oh, she got a fat ass or she got, no, I do date women based on looks because that's the first thing i see but i need to make sure that she has the personality that won't drive me insane she's not an angry blue hair shaved head feminist or rainbow hair feminist let's be let's be honest they, they use every color in the rainbow so now black women i'm i'm really wondering black feminists i'm really wondering do you are you guys aware of what you guys are saying are you guys aware of what how you guys are raising your daughters because as a father of a daughter myself it disturbs me to my core that this is the world that my daughter is growing up in where black people are refusing to seek knowledge to understand the true history behind it that we were divided the minute we got equal rights among each other and when equal rights was same time distributed to black people then that same time frame 1960 era 
it was also distributed that all women are now equal. I find that funny how the minute that black people had the equal rights, that that's when they decided to give women rights. But remember, let's remember the colonial system, people. Let's not forget it was white man, white woman, black woman, black man, because the black woman always had more value than the black man because the black woman can reproduce way more slaves in which you don't have to buy. So when Massa was running around the plantation and doing what he wanted to do with the black woman and the black man couldn't do a damn thing, white women had no issue. I mean, was this president's name Thomas Jefferson and how many black children he had? How he brought his black mistress to the courts of France to parade his mulatto mistress. But the minute she came back to the U.S., she had to basically step down a notch. So what ended up happening of how this story of like once a black man becomes successful or black man only wants white women because white woman comes around and tries to elevate a black man and this is per my personal experience i've never had a white woman tell me oh the world is fucked up because of men never i've never heard that from any caucasian woman but from hispanic asian and black oh i hear it all the time angry angry feminism are you guys angry at the oligarchs the fact that they finance feminism Second wave feminism specifically? Because that's exactly who you should be angry at. The American oligarchs and any oligarchs that's governing your country if you're living in a first world. Because it seems like Andrew Tate said it best. The more impoverished a country is, the more naturally men and women fall to their roles. But the minute you have an economic stronghold, you start realizing that women now want to compete with men. As if that was ever doable throughout human history. There's a reason why the patriarchy took place is because men understood that we have to fight, die, and protect and provide for our women and children. It's an old Roman Greek tradition, and it goes even older than that, honestly. You can find it all the way back to Mesopotamia, what, 1860 BC when the first building code or the code of Hammurabi was written? So I'm really baffled here, and I... You, we need to get back to the history books because history was, was my favorite subject in, in both in high school and in college. But most people don't like history. Most people don't want to face the realities of what went, what a lot of people went through. So when I have black women telling me now, oh, yeah, I'm a black feminist and misandry is well deserved by men, I am baffled and I am shocked. And you know what? Thank you for putting this fire on inside of my heart to make this episode because how is it that 62 years later, after we get equal rights, you're blaming us for everything? We are in the same boat as you and we're men before we're black. Understand that. That is what equal in the eyes of God mean. All men and women are equal to the eyes of God. So before your race, before your nationality, you're the sex that you were born with. Period. And I'm not going to get into the controversy in regards to certain communities. That's not my role here. I'm here to talk about history. This episode is a history lesson for you, you feminists, you black feminists or minority feminists specifically. It's only been 62 years that equal law has been provided throughout the road. So when white women was complaining the fact that we no longer get to live in luxury, they literally drug you in and told you that everything is a man's fault, convinced you that it's the black man that's the problem in your community, Hispanic woman is the Hispanic man that's the problem in your community, Asian woman is the Asian man that's the problem in your community for those living in America. And we all, they, you guys all fell for it, all fell for it. And I think that's why you guys are angry because you guys are aware there's a scam going on here. We're living in a scammers market. Everybody's dishonest. Men buy with their eyes, but no women look what, what she actually looks like due to makeup. Women buy with their ears. Men will lie to you and tell you what you want to hear just to get to lay with you. That's the name of the game now. We're living in a scammers market. And if you're an honest person, 
you'll get burned for it. I promise you. So this is really for young men just graduating high school. Shout out to my nephew, to my little cousin, Joe, Joe Mason. He graduated. And he's going to school in New York right now. And he's going to be in the crux of masculine women. And that's what I'm going to tell every young man and any man, period. If she's, ma if she's giving you any masculine traits, cut it off. Cut it off. If she's willing to argue with you and scream and yell, cut her off. Because women nowadays are delusional enough to basically believe that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a man. Us, the machines that basically built empires, especially a black man. Me as a black man, the American economy was built on our backs. Most of the world's economy was built on our backs. And for you to stand to my face now to tell me that everything is a man's problem, you better become correct and use intellectual information to say, you know what? The, it's not the patriarchy that's the problem. It's not the patriarchal system that's the problem. It's the oligarchical system that's the problem. And you know what's ironic? We beheaded kings. We provided democracy for women to turn around now and give the power right back to a 1% group. Before it was the Pope and the authority of God to basically dis disperse authority to the kings. Now in the United States, we, and God we trust is on our fucking dollar bill. So that means that we believe that God is money. And whoever has the most money is the one that God has chosen and chosen to rule. And these are the men that most women are chasing. I've never seen a man at a concert screaming at the top of his lungs for uh, any female artist. But women, oh my God, come on. You can just go online and find countless videos of women screaming at the top of their lungs for any of these rappers, R&B singers, etc. It's a feminine trait. It's fine. It's completely fine, but we need to remember where we came from so that way we don't fall in the same pitfall that we did because now it seems like we're handing authority and removing equality because now, um, you know, if you're a broke guy, you have no value. If you're a young man coming up in the world and building value, you're not valuable until you're finished assembled, until you're completely assembled and have your money set up. Um, a lot of guys like to say, oh, making 100K and X, Y, and Z. But truth be told, let's say, for example, the econ economic study that was done in Miami says, because I live in Miami, you need to at least be, make, be making 70 grand a year to live comfortably in Miami. And that's not possible for most individuals. But let's say, as the federal government says, the United States is a two-person income house. If we're both working 40 hours and we're both making $40,000 together, we literally have enough money to live comfortably and 10K extra to blow. But you think that women want to basically put their heads together with men? No, they want a man to come in, pay for this, pay for that, provide, provide, provide. Your money is her money. Her money is her money. And that right there is the mindset that I realized from 2010 to now, the Cardi B's, the Megan Thee Stallions, the Nicki Minaj, who really started the whole real movement, you know, like she, she oh, because she was around Lil Wayne and they were talking about fat asses so much, she went and got her ass done. Those are your insecurities. That's you. That has nothing to do with men. Men talk. I like breasts. I don't even like a chick with fat ass. If she has a big breast, I'm in love. That's my preference. But is a woman's going to run and go get a boob job because I like girls with big, big breasts? No, I, I'm not asking for that. But if I can choose what type of woman I end up with, she's going to naturally have big breasts. Naturally. But nowadays, you know, you can't even really discriminate because science has gotten so good. She can have her boobs done and they feel as real, almost as real, 
honestly. So I don't even like have a problem with that neither. And let's be honest, I don't have a problem with the BBLs and everything else. You want to do that for your confidence and yourself? Fine. But remember, look at little Kim. You guys let the video vixens be your role models. Literally, you guys let Superhead, Little Kim and them become like the video vixens of their time, literally guide the black women in their communities and in black women in return, since they are the strongest of the, uh, they are represented as a strength of women. They are the spearheads of, of the movement. So you see, of course, you're naturally going to see Nicki Minaj's, the Cardi B's coming out, but they're dragging Hispanic women with them, Asian women who think they're black with them. So it's like they're literally propagating this in the culture promoting lust as a virtue when the, the real virtue is chastity. How, how can you basically preserve yourself for the one that matters? And it's crazy out here. It's crazy out here because the lack of information that is being shared is disturbing. So I think I've said enough, and this is specifically for young men. But if you're an older guy and you want to listen to this, go ahead and listen, my friend. But this is for young men out there who's starting up in life before they get bamboozled like I did and go through all the heartbreaks and headaches that I did. Hey, guys, don't fall for it. She wants to be mad at men. Let her be mad. She's just mad because she got scammed and no one told, has told her yet. You and you end up with, a let's say you're a black, young black man, you end up with a white woman. Oh, they always go for the white woman. The white woman don't come at me with masculine energy. I've never had it. And the white woman that do, Actually, I've never had a Caucasian woman come at me with masculine energy. I've had Hispanic women. I've had Asian women. I've had black women, but never Caucasian women. Why? Because they understand their roles in, in nature. They understand it very well. They know their part in the ecosystem. It is mostly women of my race that tends to fight against men of their race, trying to compete with us. Everyone basically want to praise Serena Williams, but forget that she lost to, what, the 80th ranked man in tennis after a night of booze? That means that he was drinking his ass off and he was hungover and he still beat the number one tennis player. And she went on, on in the interview saying that, you know what, the men hit harder, the men move faster, X, Y, and Z. But yet, women still think they can challenge us on a physical level. Intellectually speaking, yeah, women are more naturally aware. They're social creatures. They are way more intellectual in that aspect but when you don't apply information correctly and you're just spewing things out your mouth that makes no sense that is untrue i have a problem with that especially for i say i'll say it again black mothers because i'm a father myself to a daughter so that means my daughter's black because her father's black she's half and half she's a mulata what we call it we call that in french we call it mixed race in english so i'm trying to understand how can you guys Go this far and never sit down and think, especially like when you had women since the 80s, like Shiraz Ali. Shahab, I, might, I might be saying her name wrong. All the way up to today, Kevin Samuels. And we're all telling you the same thing. Stop, stop putting your body out there. Stop selling your body. Are you not aware that's how they bought slaves? Whichever slave had the better body, that's who they brought over. <laughs> that was more pleasing to the plantation's owner's eyes. The biggest slave was the reason why that he was purchased. Do you know how slaves are purchased? I don't know about so much about America, but I'm, I'm very in tune with the history of how slaves are purchased in Haiti. The men were slapped up like three, four times. And if he fell to the ground, we are not buying the slave. He's not strong enough to take a slap from me. Nah, he's, he, he's going to be weak. 
another thing, like, for example, people forget what tools were used during slavery to basically emasculate the black men. Like back in Jamaica, for example, buck busting. Do you know why Jamaicans don't like Bate Boy? Because buck busting was a tool to use to oppress masculine men in Jamaica. Even though you had the maroon communities beating back the English, making forcing the monarchy to sign a contract to leave them, them alone or else blood will spill. So get back to your history books, people, before you guys start opening your mouth and start posting all types of TikToks left and right. Because guess what? Most of these girl, women complaining, it seems like it's Caucasian women who's always angry that I can't get a man. And then you see the trend is now following the black women, the Asian women, and all the women now is falling into this category in America because I travel and I don't see, well, I travel to a third world country, a Haiti specifically, and the women here respect men. Men who tend who basically stand on their masculine principles, men who stand strong as a pillar that refuses to move. They respect them, those type of guys. The minute a man's talking about 50-50 with a woman out here, it's like, wait, whoa, 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 what? My job is to basically take care of the home, to raise your children, to make sure this name lasts throughout the generations. We need to not just build wealth, we need to build generational wealth. But most people don't even have financial literacy. Girls nowadays basically just want money, 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 and blow every single dime. And then complain that, oh, if I'm going to get, if I need to be with a man, he needs to be making money. So again, the same way as the white man treated us, we're just, we're just a product to, to basically provide wealth. Our women are treating us the same way now. So guys, listen, I've said enough. I go by the name of Shelby, and this was a history lesson for feminists. And I'm out.